Day 25. I was back at the hospital today for x-rays and stitch removal. The surgeon was happy with my progress and made a small adjustment on the fixator, where he looked a lot more like someone playing with Meccano than a doctor. I will see him next in six weeks' time. Today I'm thankful for a good report and one more small step forward. Any time I'm in the hospital, I realise how many people are coping with far more than I am. After the appointment, we met up with the delightful Ruth Brown for lunch beside a marina. Ruth is a great encourager and an example of faith and grace to many in the InterVarsity community and beyond. So today I'm also thankful for those who, like her, have served faithfully for many years. There are many things people put their trust in. We can trust in our own talents, intelligence or ability. I back myself. We can trust another person, their love or professional knowledge or expertise. We can trust in an object, tool or implement to get the job done. We can trust leaders in church, politics, culture or thought. The problem is that we are often let down, either because our expectations were unrealistic or because we are disappointed. Psalm 25 In you, Lord, I put my trust. I trust in you. Do not let me be put to shame, nor let my enemies triumph over me. No one who hopes in you will ever be put to shame. But shame will come on those who are treacherous without cause. Show me your ways, Lord. Teach me your paths. Guide me in your truth and teach me. For you are God my Saviour, and my hope is in you all day long. Remember, Lord, your great mercy and love, for they are from of old. Do not remember the sins of my youth and my rebellious ways. According to your love, remember me. For you, Lord, are good. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore he instructs sinners in his ways. He guides the humble in what is right and teaches them his way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful towards those who keep the demands of his covenant. For the sake of your name, Lord, forgive my iniquity, though it is great. Who then are those who fear the Lord? He will instruct them in the ways they should choose. They will spend their days in prosperity, and their descendants will inherit the land. The Lord confides in those who fear him. He makes his covenant known to them. My eyes are ever on the Lord, for only he will release my feet from the snare. Turn to me and be gracious to me, for I am lonely and afflicted. Relieve the troubles of my heart and free me from my anguish. Look on my affliction and my distress and take away all my sins. See how numerous are my enemies and how fiercely they hate me? Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you.
May integrity and uprightness protect me, because my hope, Lord, is in you. Deliver Israel, O God, from all their troubles. David starts this psalm by testifying that he puts his trust in the Lord, his God. This is not an intention for some point in the future. It is a statement of his current commitment. I trust in you. This statement is followed by a request that he will not be put to shame. But it is his firm belief that no one who hopes in the Lord will ever be put to shame. Ultimately, all who trust in the Lord will be vindicated. Their hope will turn out to have been well-founded. Shame will come on others through their deceit and disloyalty, but not to those who hope and trust in the Lord. We hope because we trust, and we trust because we hope. David asks that the Lord will show him, guide him, and teach him truth. He affirms that his hope is in the Lord all day long, and he asks that God will remember his love and mercy, and that he will know forgiveness and grace. He asks this because he knows that this is in keeping with God's character. The Lord is loving and the Lord is good. Many of our difficulties come down to questioning the love of God or the goodness of God. For David, love and goodness are related to truth and instruction. When we lose sight of God's love, mercy and goodness, we lose confidence in following his ways. Once again in this psalm, David moves from talking about his own experiences to statements about God that are objectively true. The Lord is good and upright. He shows mercy to those who have turned away from him. He guides the humble. Humility is a key characteristic of the people who follow the Lord. Pride is a major hindrance to doing what is right and walking in God's way. If we think we know best, we will trust in ourselves and do things our way. All the ways of the Lord are loving and faithful to the people he has called to be his own. It's important that we take time to speak absolute truth to ourselves. Our experience is real and matters, but we cannot allow it to define God's nature. Rather, we need to let God's character shape our experience. I am much more encouraged and blessed in a church service where some of the songs express truth about God rather than all being about my experience or expressing my love or commitment. This is because I do not always feel that connected to God when I show up at church. Sometimes after a difficult week or in the middle of some tough times, I feel far away from God rather than close to him. Being reminded of the nature and character of God can realign my feelings and at least put them in a wider context. Uh, 
me is not the subject of praise and worship. It is the Lord. David turns again to his own need of forgiveness. He has already asked that the Lord will not remember the sins of his youth, which I guess many of us could identify with as a prayer, and now confesses that his iniquity is great and asks for forgiveness. Fear of the Lord will lead people to instruction about choices. The motto of Aberdeen University where I studied is the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. It's a great idea that captures a right regard for God being the foundation of learning and the making of good choices. It comes from an idea that occurs repeatedly in the book of Proverbs. David is entirely confident that this will lead to security and prosperity for all who live this way, that the Lord will speak to those who fear him and reveal himself to them more. David also boldly states that his eyes are always on the Lord, who alone can keep him from being trapped and captured. Just as you think this is going to be a psalm where the decision to trust flows out of security and that confidence in God's goodness, love and mercy is unshakable, David expresses more about how he is doing. He's lonely and harassed. His heart is troubled and he is in anguish. He is afflicted, in distress and troubled by his sin. His enemies are numerous and fiercely hate him. He asks for grace, relief, freedom and protection. David does not pretend that everything is fine. The dynamics of this internal dissonance are expressed to the Lord. There is a disconnect between what he knows to be true and how he currently feels. He does not resolve this by rejecting or redefining truth, nor by pretending or denying his fears and feelings. It is our privilege to listen in on his dialogue. It is an encouragement to me that there is a way through to the Lord and with the Lord. After cataloguing some of his current troubles, fears and feelings, David ends on a note which is not far from where he started. Guard my life and rescue me. Do not let me be put to shame, for I take refuge in you. He asks that integrity and uprightness would protect him and once more affirms that his hope is in the Lord for his own life and the future of God's people. No one whose hope in you has ever been put to shame.